What's going on, people? It's your boy, Corey. And my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? And welcome back to Schemes Come True, people. What will you do tomorrow? What will you do today to achieve your creative schemes? I'm Corey. That's Kirk. And we got a special, special guest in the studio today, Mr. Bikes and Trees. How you doing, Bikes Hello. Trees? Doing all right. <laughs> thanks for the yes. invite. Hey, man. Thanks, thanks for being here uh yes, yes we appreciate it and like i was saying before i mean finding the uh the field notes wallet was was pretty awesome that was a high point of a kind of janky day so it was it was cool to cut out of work a little bit early and as soon as i saw like where the the picture you had posted on instagram it's like oh i know exactly where that is so zipped out of work and it was still there it was pretty awesome yeah yeah i was surprised you found it It'd been there for a few hours that was the uh, that was the last one I left before we flew out that day. So usually yeah. try to save the bigger the bigger piece for the last drop. No, so. I appreciate it, and I've actually uh, I had forgotten that coffee shop was there, and I go there all the time now. So thanks yeah, for that too. That was, a, that was a nice little spot. Mm-hmm. So hold on, hold on. So so that was like a free for all type of thing then, right? So it was just yeah. like whoever finds it first gets it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I drop I drop them in like I try to make it sort of conspic or inconspicuous, but also I don't want it to be so well hidden that it goes days and days without being found. So mm-hmm. because okay. I'm never entirely never entirely sure who's actually following along on Instagram. So right. just uh, to keep it from being out in the elements for too long, I try to make it. But yeah, I, I stuck that one under a bench and we dropped it there in the morning, so yeah, I was there for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of guys sitting on the bench when I walked up, and I like pulled that thing out, and they're like, "What the <laughs> hell? That was there the whole time?" <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse uh, me. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry to uh, interrupt your conversation. It looks like uh, it was pretty intense there. Well, that uh, gave them a story to tell to you, then. That's right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, that's pretty awesome. No, yeah. I thought at first it was like that the book was yours, but then you had to find it on top of that. Like it wasn't like mailed to you. It's just like, hey, so you got the book. If you want to journey a little bit further, go find it at like this, oh. such and such a place. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, okay. Weird, but cool at the same time. Absolutely. Grow your brain a little bit. That's right. <laughs> so what got you started working with leather? Yeah um boredom and <laughs> beer i think okay so i've always had i've always had like a creative itch um i originally went to school for photography hmm. i didn't quite didn't quite finish my degree um had a little trouble with spanish and statistics but hmm. so did the photography for a while for a while fortunately i did go though because that's also where i met my wife but that's uh, a whole other whole other side of things i suppose um so kind of got burned out on photography um i was in college right around the time digital slrs came out um and then just a couple years later they became more affordable Mm -hmm. and then it seemed like everybody's wife was doing wedding photography 
um so that that business was gone mm-hmm. um i tried some freelance stuff for the local paper but also that was on its way out the door um anymore our local reporters are the ones taking the photographs they don't even have a photojournalist so um so i just got burned out on it and just kind of wandered around for a bit um always trying to do something i did like uh collages for a while i tried some alternative photo processes but i'd just been in a rut and was flipping through youtube videos saw a guy doing some leather tooling which is more like that western tradition stuff with the floral design mm-hmm. convinced myself that would be easy uh so i <laughs> strolled on down to the to michael's here in town and got uh, all the jankiest tools but you know kind of dipped my toe in the water i sucked at tooling it's, it's really hard it's not easy at all it's a skill that takes years and years to develop but um while i was realizing that i started to do more hand building things and just the process of starting with nothing and getting to something um even if it wasn't pretty still felt pretty good so i just kind of went with it um made my wife a bag again not the prettiest one but caught somebody else's eye they asked for a bag and it slowly slowly snowballed from there but it's been a slow process but with that i've also had plenty of time to to learn more still suck at tooling but i can make a prettier (laughs) bag Uh, that was a and I found myself like I was just so bored. I was drinking a lot, so I was like, "Boy, I got to keep these hands busy because mm. uh, this isn't great." So and I'm here now, doing all right. That's good. <laughs> Glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So, this this last year, despite the the whole shit show, of the pandemic was pretty successful for me with the leather stuff so Mm -hmm. it uh was giving me quite the boost to keep going oh yeah that's great pretty pleased with that so yeah i was just happy to find a creative outlet mm -hmm. so So when you like start designs do you have a a process that you kind of run through or is it more like i'm gonna you know like a i guess do you have like an out, like a general outline of your steps or are you like, I'm, I'm going to make a bag and then you kind of let the project go where it wants to go? Yeah. Um, most of my stuff's pretty utilitarian as far as the designs go. So like the first thing I ever made was just a tote bag. Um, but I've made so many now that they're better tote bags than they were before. Right. Um so that one, that one, I just kind of sketched out and uh, made a pattern myself on some map board. That was pretty simple. Um, after I'd made a few of those, I had a guy ask if I could make a messenger bag. Hadn't made one before, but I said, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just asked, asked him what he wanted in his bag and did my best to get it all in there. So I'll take, uh, I'll take inspiration from the the person who commissions the bag uh, mm. as far mm. as the designs go because personally i don't i don't carry a bag that often um 
So I, I don't know what everybody wants in a bag. Right. But when somebody comes to me with an idea, I can usually turn it into something. And if I like it enough, um, I'll keep the design. So everything I've made has a name and it's usually named after the person who commissioned it. That's cool. Um, That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. So, so yeah, I, I usually, I, I, I don't just sit down and wing it. It does take quite a bit of planning. Um, and I also use pre-made designs for some things as well, because mm -hmm. a, I mean, a wallet's a wallet. Um, you yeah. can get a very well-made wallet or you could get a poorly made wallet, but it's you know it's still a wallet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So in, in my opinion, there wasn't much to do to a wallet that I couldn't just buy a pattern that I knew worked already. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both, but I try to keep things simple um, mm -hmm. to keep the process simple, but also I just, the idea of extravagant luxury is sort of foreign to me. So I try not to bring too much of that into my design. Right. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, no, it totally does. For sure. Yeah, I just have like, no, I'm so dumb when it comes to any kind of design and like thinking about clothes. I just like, oh, it's a shirt. You know what I mean? I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. about all the things that go into that. I remember I felt real stupid one time. Uh, we were explaining international supply chains to a bunch of fifth graders which was something special and the was through some like company or whatever so like have them watch these videos and seeing essentially just the process of one white cotton shirt getting made and how it starts in uh -huh. bangladesh and is like all over the world i felt real dumb I'm like wow that's yeah. crazy and the kids are like yeah you're stupid like as children you are correct yeah i mean i always, well, I always like to ask yeah, yeah. Uh, the supply chain is also that's kind of something i take into consideration um not with like the initial design but putting everything together i do i do prefer to source american leather just mm -hmm. because it's the carbon footprint's going to be less than getting it from another country right um but also they they employ blue collar folks and as far as i can tell they're all paid a fair wage so i i, I do sure. i take things like that in, into consideration um when it comes to putting together my stuff yeah but i still have to source from other places mm -hmm. but. i mean that makes sense especially like especially now where it kind of feels a lot of times forgetting things that you need it's kind of catch as catch can mm -hmm. And we just kind of do our best to make sure that we're getting the things we need from, you know, the right sources. But uh, so one thing, like when you now you've been doing this for how long? I'm sorry. Uh, that's a, like six or seven years now, I think. Okay. So, so that's, that's, you know, you've got a, a lot of experience at this point. Um, what's something that you know now that like one thing that you wish you could have told yourself when you started? um just be patient for sure and uh i think re be realistic as well when it comes to, to to designs and what people may or may not want um that and you're not going to sell everything you make no but no matter how badly you want to and no matter 
how far you mark it down or offer discounts. You're always, you're, I have wallets that I made like three years ago, just sitting around. Um, and I don't want to sell them now because I make a better wallet so. right than, I did, than I did three years ago. But uh, yeah, don't let that shit get you down, I guess. And probably yeah. try to pound that into my head a little bit more. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. It does. That's like, that's definitely a hard thing to, to A, like think about as you're, as you're putting stuff together and then just to kind of overcome that too. Like, I don't know. There are times where like I'm working on a story or if I finish something, I'm like, this is the best thing I've written. And initially when I started like seriously writing a few years ago, it's like, yeah, this is the best thing I've ever written. There's no way people aren't going to like this. And then I'd like finish it or show it to somebody. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is whatever. Like, fuck, this is the best thing I've ever written. (laughs) And as I've kind of progressed a little bit, it's like, this is the best thing I've written so far. And it's going to, I'm going to look back hopefully in two years, as long as I keep doing what I'm doing and be like, that's trash. I can't believe you ever showed that to somebody. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to know that. (laughs) other people have you know that experience too that they're like you know you grow yeah you become better just with that for sure i always also i like to tell myself that uh oh boy i just totally spaced it never mind (laughs) it's all right yep no had a thought it just it just it's that was quick too Yep. It's like, whoa. Yep. It's <laughs> right on out of there. Jesus. It'll probably come back right. in like a yeah. second or two. Sure. Usually does. That's right. Shortly after we've said our goodbyes. Yeah. So you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, no. There it is. It's back. Ah, it's, yeah. I told you. <laughs> I like to tell myself that uh, if, I, if I make something that I'm really proud of and I think it's great, like I, I made this bag that I really liked and I was on the verge of keeping it for myself. I'd taken it to a few markets and nobody really bid on it too hard but I just convinced myself that uh, there's somebody out there that wants to buy this this bag in particular so just hold on yeah. to it a little bit longer um, and it's worked a couple of times so oh, yeah. another thing yeah I like that <laughs> just that it, it's always you know it's always interesting to see you going to somebody's house or just seeing people on the street and you're like, that's not, I wouldn't have bought that, but that's like, you, you rock that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's always cool to like find out the story behind like somebody's eclectic piece of clothing yeah. or like a cool bag that they have or like shoot, like, you know, yeah, people, yeah. people choose things sometimes without realizing it. And it's cool to know that, you know, what you make, well, it's not going to, you know, be everybody's thing. There are some people who are really going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to find them. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the world. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell myself, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people in the world. Someone's going to like it. <laughs> like, like so, someone, someone's going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> it don't sound bad. Like, it's like you kind of give it up and you're like, well, someone's going to like it. But it's like, you know, it, it's more of like someone's going to like it. Like, you know. Even if, if even if it's one person or like a hundred people, thousand people, like somebody, there's going to be a group that is like, oh yeah, I'm digging this. Like I want more of it, and you know, build from there and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, 
I think but it's good uh, to keep that stock though. Yeah. yeah. I think Kevin Smith got me like, it was good and bad to hear this early on in my, like, I'm going to be a writer ideas where he was like, just find your audience, man. He's like, look at me. I've been telling the same dick jokes for the last 20 years and people keep showing up like, yeah, I can do this. It's good. And at the same you time, see like, a fan base. that's right. Yeah. Like, where, where are they? I need to, can you tell me how to find them, Kevin, please? But, you need uh, a cult or a fan base. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> One of the two. Oh boy, we're up to strain. No, but, yeah, but uh, I mean, those are like those are words to live by, though. It's just like you know, it's the best I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than this is the best I've done ever, because then you're capping yourself off at like, yeah, oh sure. well, you know, it was if those first couple of wallets or a couple of bags you made, and you're just like, all right, well, these are as good as they're gonna get. I'm gonna keep making them exactly like this. And it's just like then after a while, people aren't getting it because like. You know, you could make a better, you know, you could make a better yeah. bag, you make a better wallet, you know, you can write a better story and all that stuff, uh, paint a better picture. So yeah. the idea that it doesn't sell or someone doesn't, it doesn't resonate with somebody uh, allows us to say, well, what do we maybe need to do in order to get past that point, you know, to do better uh, if we have to do better. So, yeah. Why you got to do that, Kirk? <laughs> Been hanging out with your, you've been hanging out with your brother too much i was waiting for it and at, at, at the end of the day well, thank you for coming day. to my ted talk right, right. i also forgot that forgot that, that ending uh, part you were you waiting for the ending right you've been spending well, we you've been spending too much time with brandon <laughs> well we were in north carolina together for this like is five true. days or so, true. so just unfiltered unfiltered <laughs> freaking got, crossdales got not a lot of news philosophies and advice for everybody so (laughs) with at the end of the day speech you know yes yes (laughs) he's dangerous yes he is we know this he's an ant lion just sucks you in um we gotta take this out though okay david what's your favorite part of your of this uh the bikes and trees project like yes Um, how'd you come up with the name how'd i come up with the name yeah all right so uh, seven seven years ago or so, I had a job on campus um, where I had pulled bikes out of trees because every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, the kids would go out, drink, steal a bike on their way home to the dorm, and instead of putting it on a bike rack, they would climb it up into a tree. So there was one tree in particular they could get at about 20 feet up. So oh, I had a big big eight foot pvc pipe that i have to use to bang the bang the tree out of the bike or the bike out of the tree um what so yeah man they call it tradition i call it destructive um, those bikes those bikes broke on the way down uh, yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna get hurt um so <laughs> to entertain myself uh i started taking photographs of them and posting them on Instagram, um, just to, as a as a way to to document the bullshit. Um, but I did fortunately get another position. Didn't have to knock the bikes out of the trees anymore. Still had the Instagram account. Started the leather work, and it just kind of rolled into <laughs> it. And like, there's there's a lot of a lot of people who work under their own name, and I don't really want to yeah. like 
put my name on blast. So yeah, yeah. We're just gonna stick with bikes and trees. That's fair. Yeah, man. You know, that kind of behavior you would see like from like leopards when they have killed their prey. Yeah. Yeah, save it for later. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's a good idea, but it's like, how the hell yeah. are you gonna get that shit down? <laughs> oh man, I just I just picture them, you know, one night there's like three or four of them stacked on top of each other, just dragging a bike way up mm-hmm. there. Yes. Did, yeah. did you ever see a uh, a tandem bicycle up there? No, no. It's good. It's, yeah, pr- primarily like mongoose mountain bikes. You know the ones that the parents buy for the yep. kids. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot of those <sighs> nicer bikes, but yeah, a lot of a lot of shitty mountain bikes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> those I'm just... are heavy too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> good lord crazy <laughs> and i mean i'm just trying i mean it's drunk people so there's no trying to like question the thought process but just the mm-hmm. the yeah. first because you know there has to be one moron to do it first obviously you know yep yes, just yes. That, there always is there always is steven i bet you i can't put this bike up in a tree <laughs> You can't just, do it, man. You can't. You can't. No. You can't. Nah, man. Nah. Nah. Yeah, then it happen, happens enough and they can call it tradition. Yep. You know? And some poor kid got to walk to class now. Yeah. 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 Sam, this world is just not what it used to be. If <laughs> <laughs> no. bikes and trees are the worst thing we have to worry about, then I'd live in that world every day yeah. without complaint but i'm just not gonna get a bike so <laughs> i'll walk <Sure>. thank you <laughs> Corey, Corey, the walkman not the bikeman the walkman yeah the walkman yeah walking yes. with a walkman back in the day oof so Man, that cd player oh my God. I'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay i'll stop so it sounds like that part was probably the worst part, even though that's where you got your, your name for the, the company. Yes. But like, what, I guess, what's your favorite part about the job now? Yeah, yeah, for real, for real this time. Um, I mean, it's just the, the process of it all. I think I enjoy the most. Um, just having my hands on the material from start to finish and getting to a point where like I, I recognize it as good work um so i like that feeling i get at the end of it all um i also like it when people tell me that my stuff looks good so that's always nice um but i think i think it's just the the process and the idea behind it knowing that i'm able to make something myself that somebody else wants to use Mm -hmm. and also enjoy that's cool uh Oh God! What's the worst piece of advice somebody's given you since you've started this? This uh, ever? Yeah, project? yeah. I was trying to think. I don't ask a lot of questions, um, so I don't get a lot of advice. But I think uh, 
a lot of people ask, why don't you have your stuff in a gallery? So I get asked that a lot, or, you know, why, why don't you try to get your stuff into a store? Mm-hmm. Um, because, mm-hmm. because people equate that with success, I guess. Yeah. Like if, you, if, you're, if your stuff is in the, that, that much of the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of trying to head in that direction, I guess, towards the beginning. Um, but when I started asking around and like finding out that uh, I, I always knew they'd take some sort of cut because you can't expect somebody to sell something for you for free. No. Right. But a lot of places, a lot of places want to take 40%. Dang. Um, yeah. So at least, no at least where, where I'm at, I've been quoted uh, 30 and up to 40%. So um, for me, that's just too much of a cut. Mm-hmm. So I spent I spent, yeah. spent too much time thinking that was the way to do it, and now I just much rather make it and do my best to sell it on my own, or at least other avenues. Um, I think asking an artist to give up almost half of what their work yeah. is worth is a, it's a little extreme. That's a, that's insane yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a dumb question for you and I again I'm a moron how do you like calculate the price for your work um it's like a lot of bullshit um (laughs) if if I'm gonna boil it down so there I have done I have gone the route of like measuring the square footage of leather I use because um that's usually how leather's priced is by the square foot mm-hmm. um mm. or at least that's an easy way to break it down um so i've i've measured out the cost of all the supplies and then added that to i do my best to time my work um sometimes i forget to hit start or stop but mm-hmm. <laughs> um i usually try to pay myself about 15 dollars an hour thereabout all right so I'll add that into the equation. Um, I don't do a markup on my material. Some people will do a markup on the material. I just do enough to cover the whatever it costs to ship it as well. So that's that's the right way to do it. I gotcha. think. Um, but normally I'll I'll just I'll take a look at what I made and I'll just see what other folks are pricing their stuff at because I'm able to determine what my work is comparable to. Right. Um, and there's enough, there's enough folks out there doing similar work. So that way I'm not really providing competition. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to undercut it, but also I don't want to like go way overboard because then I'm not going to sell anything. Right. So I try, I try to find a, a median that way when it comes to pricing um yeah that's pretty much it no i mean that, that, that makes sense i appreciate that like i i don't know i Corey's running i'm sure running this problem too but like it's always hard trying to figure out what to if somebody wants to buy something that you've made like for me yeah telling them giving them a price or like i you know i'm working on a project with a for the friend and we're looking to commission some like book cover art and I just started talking to some different artists that another friend had recommended and like, Oh yeah, shoot me a, a quote, what you're looking for. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a, I don't want to 
like I don't want to undercut anybody. I don't want to insult anybody by shooting low. So I always like yeah. to ask people to kind of get an idea. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, it can be very tricky because I remember when I was first like, because out of college, like I was freelancing and all that stuff, and of course, like I know nothing. So it's almost like my time, I was treating my time like it was nothing. And I was like, Corey, you stupid, stupid fool. Back in the day, back in the day. Now, like, not um, a lot, because I mostly, like I said, I'm mostly just doing drawing and like illustration kind of stuff. Um, but now that I'm like, okay, well, I'm much better than I was before. I know a lot more than I uh, knew before. I think it's, it, is, it is really good to like, kind of look at what other people are doing to be like okay i guess i can kind of yeah that's like that's like the ballpark or whatever like that um but even like i guess uh oh it's it's weird too because kirk has looked at some original pieces um from other like artists and all that stuff and they're like you know with like pencil and all that stuff i'm like that's usually my thing pencil like i do want to branch out a little bit more but um pencil it's like you know pencil's not maybe selling as much as like paint or like whatever like that but i mean you could still buy a really good drawing you know small drawing for original piece like three four hundred dollars maybe five hundred dollars whatever like that so i'm like okay like that that gives me at least a little bit of a sense of where to go with it but um yeah Yeah. it it gets it it gets hard it's hard it's sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's like right on the money but you know like that first person that put the bike in the tree (laughs) whoever was just like yes this is the price of a nine by twelve graphite drawing and it's just like oh well i was gonna price mine lower but i think i'll price mine here and then you know we kind of go by example with that but yeah it's it's hard it's hard to really uh figure that out but one last thing with that it was a video i watched a couple months ago that was breaking down uh cost price and the value and like cost is you know what it uh took to make it the price is what the uh the maker or whatever like that puts out and then the value is determined by the customer at the end of the day so yeah for um, sure yeah 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 yeah. that's uh when i was younger i always collected uh sports cards and you know thinking i was gonna get rich off of it my dad would (laughs) always he'd always tell me you know like because i'd ask him how much is this card worth he'd say well it's only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it right because you know you'd you'd get the you get the price guide and they'd say oh this card's worth twenty dollars but you take it to the baseball Mm -hmm. card store they're like well i'll give you a fifteen dollars store credit or ten dollars cash yeah yeah just like GameStop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh boy they're like, they're like this is 15 cents <laughs> and then, yeah then they turn around and sell it for like 30 bucks <laughs> yeah pretty much so that's yeah that's the it's a dangerous game mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well uh david if people want to find you and they want to commission a piece or they want to pick up some of the stuff that you already have made where can they where can they do that yes. sure um I have a website, bikesandtrees.com. Um, any inventory I have will be up there. Or you can shoot me an email, bikesandtrees at gmail.com to get on the custom commission. Um, I'm backed up until next year for sure, but nice, nice. I think I think I'll open the books maybe in February. Okay. So. Yeah, let us let us know when you're going to do that, and we'll put up a thing on uh, either our grid or in our stories or wherever. Sure, Indeed. cool. Expand that out, but 
thanks for uh thanks for coming on and yeah. talking yeah. to us tonight yeah i hope uh hope it was worth it for you oh definitely <laughs> we had a great time so yeah. i hardly ever leave the house so here we are fair enough <laughs> well, <Quite> a... <laughs> yeah anytime you want to come back on man or if you just want to we we do a bonus episodes you ever just want to shoot the shit about yes, whatever do. you let us know all right cool cool appreciate it yeah no problem have a good night see you, man later see you guys Bye. see you all right, people, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us over on Instagram at Instagram.com slash what a, wow, I'm out of practice. Seriously. I know. <laughs> we need to do these once a week. <sighs> Just rehearsals. Red leather, yellow leather. Um oh, I can never do that though. Red leather, yellow leather. Look, you Red did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I can't do it a second time. Red MM, yellow MM. <laughs> Red MM, yellow. Yellow. Here, here, I can't speak. Do you know? Sometimes. Speaking of those things, real fast. Hmm. Do you know who the red Eminem is? Who? It's Billy West, Ooh, aka Billy West. Fry from Futurama. And oh my God, he is, isn't he? Isn't it? Yeah. And Bro. the yellow yeah. Eminem is J.K. Simmons. Shut up, Jonah J. Jameson, J.K. Motherfucking Simmons. When did Simmons. you find this out? When was I, anybody going to find this out? Don't the J.K. Simmons one I've known for a while. Okay. I did not know who the Red Eminem, that the Red Eminem was Billy West until recently. Wow. Dude, yeah. my mind is blown right now. I don't yep. know what Billy West looks like, but I just imagine Fry. He kind of like looks Eminem. a little bit like Fry. Does he? Okay. A little bit. You should look okay. him up. But he's also like Ren and Stimpy and so many other people. Oh. Um. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, I don't know if anyone's ever had that feeling when they have their mind like just blown, but it's just like, I could feel it like, right here. And I'm just like really excited. I'm just like thinking about it now. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Thank you, Kirk. I You're appreciate welcome. you. No problem. You're, you're a good man. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't care what those people say. That's right. And so <laughs> for more, more great facts like that, Head on over to Instagram, follow at Schemes Come True Network. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash schemes come true. We got a bunch of bonus content on there, and we are currently in talks with the young John himself. Young John. Who has apparently the most absurd schedule known to man. Oh, my God, Um, yeah. I was like, sir. Yeah, it's like, I have time on the 27th of March from 4.03 p.m. to 4.06 p.m., Mm-hmm. and we need to cram an hour's worth of content into that time and i'm gonna be brushing my dog and yeah. maybe stringing a lacrosse stick slash composing something with my feet on guitar so good going luck. on a mission to the moon that's something. right yep. yeah there goes my hero watch him <laughs> as he goes yes wash him as he goes Awesome as he goes. <laughs> With a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my hero. He's really dirty. Got to get some soap and water. <laughs> Clean them off. Don't see what stay brawl. Um, yeah, so for more... <laughs> if this more is the, like that. Yeah, if this is the part of the show that you like, Head on over to patreon.com slash schemes come true. And there is a whole bunch of nonsense like this over there. Um, if you don't like stuff like yeah. this, just throw us a dollar a month and you won't have to listen to it. 
but we still appreciate you. <laughs> Pay us to keep us away. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, as always, oh, big Lord. thank you to our loyal, loyal patrons, Peter B. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Peter B. Sean J. Sean J. Seymour Butts. The Butts. Nobody can see. We don't post the video, you dingus. Nobody can see the it's eye thing you just me, did. Kurt. Okay. As long as it's fun for you. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Bard, Barden Creative. Barty. Over there holding it down on the Emerald Isle. Hell yeah. Go come visit. Ooh. Watch out for the that Omicron Percy I-8 or whatever it is that's running around right now. Yeah. Watch out for that shit. Yeah. Dangerous. Uh, the aforementioned Young Jun. Mr. Jake. Mr. Jake. No, I say Mr. Jake. Wait, do you say Mr. Jake every time? Uh, sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Man, we're going to have to talk Mr. to the writer for this episode because the script is fucked. It's not that great. Mm. I mean, this part. The part with Bikes and Trees was great. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. My part, not so much. Yeah. Out of Someone's going to get fired. <laughs> It's going to be intern Gary. Um, and thank you. Uh, uh, last, thank you to our anonymous benefactress. Benefactress. Yes. Yes. We will yes, see you soon, you. people. We got some more guests lined up and uh, we'll be back on kind of a, a more regular schedule as the year comes to a close. But yeah, man, Oof, it's almost over too. I know. Damn, Brady. Thanks for thanks for hanging with us and thanks yeah. for continuing to support what we do and listening to our bullshit. And hell yeah. We hope to bring you all sorts of really cool stuff in the upcoming year. Coming 20, year. 2022 is gonna be the year of schemes come true because two was, rhymes with true. Oh it was planned that way. The 2020 whole time. true, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Stop. That's not. Let's never say that again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why you even did it. Came out of your mouth. I don't know. It's going along with it because yep. I'm a friend. All right, but cut the feed. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. <laughs> Stop the cameras. Turn off the cameras. Turn off the cameras. <laughs> <laughs>